0: Cavensgroup.com, emergency response, water, fire, mold, hazmat, one of the biggest jobs in our city, relied on Cavens, so should you, 405-573-304-AS, where we spend our Thursdays, unless it's a holiday week. Good morning, Josh Helmer, how are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, it was a, um, it was kind of a weird... For me personally, a little bit of a weird Wednesday night. You don't say. Yeah. Oh, first of all, I I just I wanted to say something off the top about uh, a friend of mine, Rick Rick Trammel, Ricky Trammel uh, was one of the first people I got to know whenever I moved to Washington. Him, at Washington. Him and his wife, um, they are they were are. Um, Incredible people within the the church, First Baptist Church, of Washington, and the community, and we lost Rick yesterday. So uh, he had a he, he passed away, and it was just it was heartbreaking. So, you know, you you have that right hook that came early in the afternoon, and then Josh, you know, there's really and by the way, uh, I love Rick. I, I he was a regular listener, Josh. He would always be giving me your big Sooner fan, diehard Sooner fan, and uh, big golfer. No golf ball left behind. If you played golf with Rick, Josh, you were finding every golf ball. So I know that he would be happy that we're going to be starting with a lot of sooner talk today. So uh, RIP, Rick, I'm going to miss you. But after that, I'm not a very good um, solo traveler. Like, in other words, if I'm traveling and it's in a group, I'm good. Radio crew, if it's even if it's just like me and Toby. Radio crew, softball team. Right, even with football, and if I when I go on women's basketball trips, family, you know, wife, kiddos, I'm I'm good in a group. I'm not a very good solo traveler. I don't know why. I'm. It makes me nervous. I'm always afraid that I've forgotten something. I'm gonna be constantly checking my pockets. I'm gonna be worried about what I did or didn't pack. And it's funny because the same things would apply when traveling in a group, right? you would think yes <laughs> so for some reason when i'm traveling solo that's all ratcheted up like some other level and i really haven't been able to find out why maybe it's a personality thing so last night i'm having to pack and get ready to go and i i don't want to check a bag because i'm a cheapskate right no one spend that whole 30 bucks for a bag in delta i mean come on you kidding me You're gonna charge me 30 bucks for a bag get out of here um yeah, that's how cheap I am, Josh. And which, by the way, I look at my got like, 60 bucks round trip. That's a night out. Oh, you can expense it. You guys ever try to go through the process of expensing something? It sucks. Oh, yeah, okay, uh, we'll get that. We'll get that. A couple weeks, maybe, maybe a month. Now, I got to be honest with you, I haven't expensed anything through the ref, so maybe it's a little bit smoother on our end. Uh, pretty smooth through OU, but I just, when it's an entity I haven't ever traveled with before, I'm sure there's other forms I got to fill out, so I'm like out. Oh. So this whole show, Josh, and most of last night was basically spent, you know, what do I need to wear? What do I need to take? What do I need to make sure? Do I need to take my equipment? Well, yeah, I want to take my equipment because I want to make sure our show sounds good, right? I don't want to be sitting on my phone in a Boston hotel room doing the show with you where you're the casino, right? Well, do I need to take editing stuff? Okay, well, I better take editing stuff in case there's audio that I want to put together for our show or to pull down, you know, whatever it takes to... To, to get our cuts for the show tomorrow. So I basically found myself sitting around. That I had other shows I had to tape and do things with last night. I was By the time I got done and finally walked back in the house, it was like 11. It was like midnight. I don't know what I was doing last night, Josh. But I'll tell you what it wasn't. I'll tell you what it wasn't. Um, it, it it wasn't being relaxed, calm, and ready for a road trip. It was being spastic, s- scattered. And absolutely frustrated with not being able to figure out what I needed to take and what I don't need to take. Am I the only one that deals with this?
1: I I can't imagine you are. No. Okay. You want to make sure you've got what you need.
0: Uh, Yeah, this is good. Jesse G writes, if you're saying you need a travel buddy for the Army-Navy game, I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it was that simple. I really do. See, like, here's what something else I'm nervous about. They sent me a text today about the person that's supposed to pick me up. Right, Hey, so-and-so will meet you here. Well, I've never been to this airport before. I don't know where I'm going. I want to put this guy out if I'm having a coffee. I don't know where you are, man. It's almost like I need to go take a test run before I actually do it. <laughs> uh, can you guys fly me to Boston so I can just walk around and figure out the layout of the airport so I can feel better about it? So – Basically, to sum it up, Josh, I'm very excited to be on the air and talk nothing but sports for the next, you know, three hours. Uh, and Gary's going to join us at 10 a.m. B- Brad Beller, head coach of the Washington Warriors, playing for the 2A state championship Saturday. He's going to join us at 935 today. Uh, and, and obviously, we're going to have a lot of portal and a lot of Sooner talk. But this whole program is going to me be me being nervous is all get out, knowing what awaits me as soon as I get off the air. Can we extend an hour or something? Oh, that wouldn't help me very much because then I'll be running late for my flight. I'm not good in these settings, Josh. It's not a strength of mine. I'd be happy to buy you another hour if need be. <sighs> I don't think that'll help me. Just if if, if I'm busy, then I don't think about it. Like I'm not looking forward to commercial breaks because when I go to commercial breaks, that's when I'm going to be like, have you done this? Have you done that? Are you sure all it really takes is just confirming this on your phone when you get to security? Are they going to be like, "Hey, this isn't the proper ticket. You need to go back down a ticket"? All these things mess with my head. It's right really,
1: now, and there's one root issue. What's that? Flying.
0: <laughs> I mean, really, that's that's what it boils might, down to. You might you might be onto something. This this gets down to one thing. And maybe one thing only, and that is, that is I have to fly coming up here in just a bit. So that was my, that was my Wednesday night. How was yours?
1: It was good, man. Uh, I'm trying to think. Did, what did I do? What, what did I do? Uh, it was a good Wednesday night.
0: It was good. Well, uh, welcome into the Plank Show. We have big news, right, with the Danny Stutzman report. We still, as, as far as I've seen, I've been kind of digging up information on these two new portal offers that we've learned about over the last 24 hours. I, I think the Samuel Franklin one's been out there a little bit longer, the running back. But uh, your, your immediate reaction when you saw the confirmation of something that, you know, we've speculated. I, I think, you know, if you go back, if you go back to when did Teddy and, and Gabe do their pod? Was it last Wednesday? If you go back to Thursday's show, when a week ago today, holy smokes. You go back to last Thursday's show, Josh, and we were laying out, hey, we all want Danny to come back. We he, He's a major part of what Oklahoma wants to be. But the vibes out of his appearance weren't necessarily the most reassuring vibes for those of you that are on team. He's going to return, right? Uh, and, in fact, it wasn't even, I, I think Gabe had told me, it wasn't even the most reassuring thing on team vibes that, Hey, he's going to play in the bowl game. Right? So maybe, maybe there was a little bit Josh of excitement that built because had a few guys that hit the Knievelmeyer Chevrolet text line that said, we were listening to this podcast and he talked about the uniforms and how cool it's going to be in the sec next year. and, Again, I I just don't think it's a guy that was ready to say, hey, I'm going to the pros. But it appears as if Oklahoma will head into SEC play without arguably their best defensive player of 2023 in Danny Stutzman. What'd you make of the announcement? What'd you make? I shouldn't say the announcement of the report. And does this surprise you at all? Initial response.
1: Ah, darn it. That uh, Mm -hmm. that's too bad. Good for Danny. Right, It uh, feels like a situation where, I, I don't know, you, you come back, you go into the SEC, you have a magical triple-digit tackle season, another one of them. I'm going to go ahead and round up and say that he had one this year. I think he was at 99 tackles. But uh, back-to-back triple-digit tackle seasons, you come back, do that in the SEC, Oklahoma has a great season, you're clearly Oklahoma's best defensive player or one of them, then, yeah, I think you had a chance to get yourself into the first round Probably, right? If you're right. a Butkus finalist, those sorts of things. But that's also not guaranteed. And I feel pretty safe in saying, I mean, he's a day two pick. Would he not be right now? Right. So, and I've got a tough time telling somebody, hey, you made the wrong decision. When sure. They're, they're ready to go play professional football. So, good for Danny. He's obviously been a foundational piece at the beginning of the Brent Vittables era here. And, uh, and now, it ratchets up the importance for a kip lewis for a kobe mckenzie for a jaron canick to go out and you know assuming that this report is true and i imagine that it is then for those guys to go out and play great in the alamo Bowl,
0: right absolutely absolutely i am i i hate it for the fans that had Gotten all fired up, Josh, about well, I, I know he's coming. I'm telling I'm guaranteeing you he's coming back. Because you put your hope, your confidence in something that you really didn't know, right? You felt like you did, but you just didn't. And I hate that happens to me all the time. Right? I think look, and that's not to say anything negative about dudes, right? And the the people involved. That's that's nothing negative about them, Josh. The negativity uh is, is null and void here. It's more excitement for this guy at the next level right Pump for what he wants to do and where he wants to be and then in that just sadness you know disappointment that you don't get to watch him play in an Oklahoma uniform anymore if these reports are confirmed which again I Danny's very active on social media right he's always been a guy that hasn't been afraid to to jump out there and let you know what he's what he's feeling or what's on his mind he's a he's an incredible personality with a great family and a dude that is absolutely going to be missed so the only reason why the only thing i would say is if this wasn't legit i kind of think he'd be one of the first guys that'd be popping on social media to say yeah this isn't true right so it sucks it sucks for that that group that was just dead set on he's back, you're crazy, you morons don't know what you're talking about because now you have to accept that, ah, you're looking at a future without a guy that you consider to be a major part of this team next year. Danny had other plans, and I'm excited for him, Josh.
1: Agreed. And fortunately, uh, you find yourself in a situation to where – we like a lot of the young backers yeah. on this roster. Jaron Canick, you said it I don't know how many times. Was he going through a season that was similar to Danny Stutzman a couple of years ago uh, th- this year to where all of a sudden next year we come back, light bulb really comes on for him. Kobe McKenzie, Kip Lewis, bright uh, bright futures there. We've seen a lot of positives there. Uh, Sammy Omasigo, I mean, on and on and on. Phil Picciotti, Uh there's uh, a lot of backers that Oklahoma can turn to now. And it's going to be interesting over the next, well, couple of weeks, months, maybe even into the spring, depending upon uh, what happens throughout spring football. Is Oklahoma now thinking let's be additive at linebacker, or do they look at the situation plank and say, no, we, we've got what we need. We've got young talent. We're going to stick with that. So I think that will be interesting to follow now for Oklahoma.
0: There's a part of me – I've got so many questions just of Danny and not of his ability, but for Danny. You know, I don't know if he's going to – I don't know if he's going to do uh, – they they don't usually do press conferences when they announce. I don't know if he's going to play in the bowl game or not. But I'd love to know, with as open as Dylan Gabriel was, about how this wasn't the plan. Right, Dylan Gabriel has been pretty open – in the two media appearances he's made since this decision to go in the portal, right? Dylan Gabriel has said, man, this isn't the plan. This wasn't the plan. The plan was for me to ride off into the sunset as a Sooner and go get drafted. But what did Dylan Gabriel tell us, Josh? Didn't get the draft grade he wanted, didn't get the invite to the Senior Bowl, and he just wants to try to keep playing football for as long as he can. Not to say his NFL dream is over, but the dude can make some money playing college football next year, so the plan changed. I wonder, just again, this is a question only Danny can answer. I wonder if that plan for him changed. I wonder if his plan, Josh, was to to come back, be the the team captain, team one hundred and thirty in the in the SEC you know, uh, prove he can play at that level, which I think he has. And I wonder if, I wonder if maybe the injury concerned him a bit, right? I wonder if maybe that was something that changed his approach. I I Again, I'm just guessing. I'm just, I'm just asking the question. I wonder too, if maybe he looked around him and thought they're going to be okay we're going to be okay. So it's okay for me to go ahead and and chase this dream right now. I, I I wonder if that's the case too. I just have, I just have no idea. I have no idea. And you know, I got, (laughs) I got a great text on this too. There's also the reality that, you know, maybe things could go a little bit South for him next year. Right. Um, it's a, it's a bigger, more physical league. Um, He's going to get blocked better. There's going to be better running backs, right? There is a chance, there's a chance he could be great and, and elevate, but there's there's also that chance that there could be the the slightest dip. And every what, what are you going through when you're in the draft process? You are getting absolutely picked apart. That's a great, that's a great point, Coach, on the super secret textosa line. I mean, there is a there is a chance that. Maybe things don't go so well, right? I, again, you never know, right, Josh? So why not strike now? I don't know. You know. We could go back and forth on that, right? You could say, "Well, what if he goes in there and dominates?" Right? What if he I think goes? He's gonna be in a first there? rounder. Right. Right. Problem. But but then there's that other side to where, how much of a gamble is that right now? I would I imagine know.
1: that probably that piece of it wasn't on Danny Stutzman's mind, but I do think it's a it's a fair point that look I mean were you going to get your draft stock we talk about this every year right were you legitimately going to get your draft stock higher or uh, is this about as good as you could get it and the the level of competition going to the SEC the injury factor I don't know right I mean so it, it makes sense why you would try and go now
0: mm. Mm. all right uh, let's break it's 920. Here's the here's the positive side of it. The Sooners have added their first player from the portal. It's an offensive lineman. We'll talk about it coming up a little bit, but we'll come it up next. And, in fact, we mentioned there were two, I guess you could say, relatively new names that were uh, at least confirming that they have an Oklahoma offer, and to your point, Josh, one of them is a linebacker, an SEC linebacker. We'll dive into the latest additions to the transfer portal offers for the Oklahoma Sooners coming up next, right here on a Cavens Thursday on the ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank show right here on the on the ref. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Um it's a couple of people from my from my pre show last night disaster of planning for this trip uh greg writes greg and muskogee don't blame you every time i leave the house for more than one day my ocd kicks in (laughs) costly going over lists to make sure constantly going over lists to make sure i got everything i need and staring at my home checking systems at home it is a terrible world to live in oh dude it's the it's the absolute worst uh this is Julio." my my employer let us drink all the water we want for free plank we don't even have to fill out an expense report at the end of the month
1: man that what that's living right
0: there (laughs) that's a life uh scott t writes it's called control issues plank i've got them too probably but i'm not i'm not like a control freak at least i don't think i am i mean i've accept i've I've accepted i'm a cheapskate if
1: you're new to the program and most of you I, i assume probably aren't but if you are plank has an extreme fear of flying right and i believe many of these other pieces leading up to the travel are actually steeped in the fact that oh no it's like one one stress one big stress funnels down into a number of other stressors
0: yeah exactly exactly
1: but i will tell you uh i am all, i'm likewise dreading the uh packing portion of my Your trip next week
0: oh yeah man it's the worst it's the worst, <laughs> and then there was this from Five Eight Oh nay I told you I'm not doing voices anymore, but for this one I will. Stutzman wasn't any good anyway. Signed, everyone's mad, Grandpa. <laughs> I wanted Kip Lewis in there anyway. Uh, listen, I, I, I've been, I've been talking with a couple different people about this. I, I. You hate saying Oklahoma is going to be okay at linebacker because you don't want it to sound like it's dismissing what Danny Stutzman did. But Oklahoma's going to be okay at linebacker. And I feel – I don't know about you, Josh Shelmer. I know where we're going. I know what the challenge is going to be. I feel pretty, pretty confident in that dude that's in charge of developing those linebackers.
1: Absolutely. I mean, he's got the track record for it. And that's why when you start seeing names uh, out of the transfer portal that Oklahoma's linked to that play backer, you should feel good. When you, uh, I mean, who knows? Uh, Braden Platt wasn't there? Some late buzz building back the other direction for Oklahoma in that recruitment. I'd heard that a little bit. Now, whether or not that actually comes to fruition, or you just wind up with Nesta and what you've got in this class, Oklahoma's going to get linebackers with Brent Venables sure. at its its head coach. the The disappointing thing. As a Sooner fan, outside of, hey, you're losing a great player in Danny Stutzman, assuming the report is true, and I imagine it is, is uh, I think Danny Stutzman in the realm of Sooner lore, if he came back and, and you know, you're weighing, okay, am I going to get injured? Can I raise the stock? Is it time to just go now? I get all of that. Greedily, as an Oklahoma fan, Plank, he had a chance if he came back and was great, and Oklahoma had this magical season in its first year in the SEC, I think that Danny will still be remembered as a great linebacker at Oklahoma, but he had a chance to submit himself as a, a Sooner legend. And he right. might still be that, but not in the same way as if he had come back and it was a magical season for OU.
0: Teddy Lehman tells a great story. Um, I, and I don't know how many times he said it on the air, and I don't think Teddy will mind me saying it here just to because you talk about hey what could have been in front of you for Oklahoma lore and he said he remembered being on the bus f- after what the Rose Bowl they were leaving the Rose Bowl after they won I think that was Ted's third year and uh, Derek straight had asked him, "Hey, think about turning pro what do you think about and Teddy was like hell no no we're coming back and they made that decision to come back and that team played for national championship right not saying that you know, Danny should have done what Teddy did. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Everyone's got their own decision. But it just, you talk about, hey, what could have been, right? But, but the decision Teddy made and that crew, and they came back, and that was a pretty special football team. But in this instance, I I think they're going to be okay. I really do. Now, there's, there's two kind of angles to this. One that we're going to get to at 945 this morning. I'm trying to say... In the hours of worrying about packing for this trip, Josh, we after we talk to Brad Beller at the bottom of this hour, we're going to talk about who's next, that we got to be worried about to potentially turn pro. But before we grab a break and before Coach Beller joins us, here's the two new names that have been catapulted to kind of the front of the offer list for Oklahoma. One of them is a linebacker, Chris Paul, Jr., Poo, Chris Pooh Paul, um, had a really good year last season in what was a really tough season for Arkansas. Uh, he finished with, let's see, uh, 74 tackles, 6.5 for loss, two sacks, big kid, big strong kid, 6'1", 233 out of Cordell, Cordell, Georgia. Tweeted yesterday that he had an Oklahoma offer. Three-year guy has played in 28 games in the SEC. Uh, he would have, I believe, a year left of eligibility, or two years left of eligibility as he comes in as a redshirt sophomore. So that's, that's one name. Here's the other name that started to make the rounds last night, and it will make some of you happy. It's a running back, redshirt sophomore, Sam Franklin. Now, you're not necessarily going to be wowed by where he went, right, UT Martin, But in everything that he was able to accomplish, looks pretty solid. 1,000-yard rusher, average 6.2 yards per carry, 126 yards per game, uh, 5'10", 200 pounds, redshirt sophomore, so what, two years of eligibility, Little Rock, Arkansas product. So in addition to the addition of Spencer Brown, who became the first commit for Oklahoma out of the portal, that was the big offensive lineman, the tackle out of Michigan State kind of get the feeling that he can slide in at right tackle for Oklahoma, started every game last year, uh, had uh, started every game during his junior season, 6'6", 315-pound dude. So we've seen the offensive line grow, figuratively and, and literally, and we've also now seen Oklahoma with Chris Paul and Sam Franklin look at two areas. Like like you said, I, I think they feel pretty good about that linebacker room, but another veteran guy never hurts. And, Josh, when you start kind of seeing those names in the portal at running back, you know you got Tatum coming in as a stud, but doesn't hurt to have another back in that room either.
1: Well, you've had a number of guys uh, opt to leave here, so they've got room. They've got room for another running back, even though, as you said, Sachuk, Barnes, you feel great about Tatum, the potential right. there. You'd welcome another one, no doubt.
0: All right, quick break. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about high school football, um, there's big news out of the OSAA. We'll last coach Beller about that but um, when we come back we will dive into all that needs to be known about the 2 A state championship game that's next right here on the home of Sooner fans all right we are pumped to be joined by the head football coach of the Washington Warriors playing in the 2 A state championship game on Saturday Brad Beller joins us it's been a minute uh, Coach, how's it going, man? Congratulations on another trip to the final. How rewarding is this week?
2: Oh, it's it's always rewarding. Uh, Any time that you get to the last game, and uh, you know, you see the 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 kids' hard work and and dedication, and you know, because it's it's not just a August uh, December thing. I mean, they, they, these kids work hard uh, all year round. So to see them get to play uh, the final one is, is always great.
0: I thought, and again. This stuff doesn't necessarily matter on game day to you, Coach. But on on Friday night, I thought it was so cool to be on the sidelines and see, you know, two head coaches of Power 5 programs there, and Brent Venables and Matt Campbell, to see – uh, the offensive coordinator from Penn State, the Iowa State, to see the, uh, gosh, uh, Steve Spurrier Jr., Tulsa's offensive coordinator, was there. We, we've talked about it before, and I know the focus is on team and, and on winning a championship, but how cool is that to see these guys' hard work being rewarded by these coaches wanting to see them come play for them?
2: Oh, it, it's definitely rewarding uh, to – uh, as a coach to know that you've had a small part, in, you know, in these kids' lives and in these kids' football journey and, and for their families and our community uh, to see that. I mean, there are not many communities or many teams that uh, in, in the state or, you know, probably even in the nation that has had that many, you know, uh, big-time coaches at one game. And so knowing that they've worked this hard and, um, you know, and they have the ability and our program has continued to work hard, uh, our, our kids absolutely love it they I feel like they thrive in it. I don't think that you know what them being there was any any reason why we fell behind 18 to nothing but but I think that <laughs> you know we we've uh, we have uh, definitely been used to seeing those guys here and we we love the fact that they want to be around our program and and recruit our kids.
0: How, okay, you got to take me through it because um, 18 zip in, in the blink of an eye, Uh, it was, it was the the most oddest of circumstances, most oddest, look at me, I'm a professional broadcaster, (laughs) oddest of circumstances. I mean, you had a a, a center that got a little case of the yips too. You had a a, a kick that kind of went wonky on a kickoff. How did the guys, what did you see from your guys that kept them together despite falling behind in a tough situation like that 18 zip in the first quarter?
2: You know, I think a lot of people, um, when you, when you look at the scores, you don't think, well, they haven't faced any adversity all year. Uh, but I think that that goes to our, our off-season program. I think that it goes to the structure of our practices that we create struggle uh, throughout the year. We create struggle weekly to see how kids handle adversity. I think that that's the, the, you know, a lot of our problem in society anymore is we want everything to be easy. But when it's not, I mean, life is not going to always be easy. Um, you know w- w- how do how do you respond? And what I saw is all the 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 struggle that they went through in the weight room, all the struggle that they went through in practice, and and you know uh, any adversity that they have faced, it really galvanized and they rallied around one another. And there was not a lot. People are like, oh, what did you say? Did you scream and yell at them? Did you try to calm them down? It was really them. It was it was player led. They they said, guys, we've come too far. We're not going to quit. We you know, and the only thing I said was, "Is hey, you can't get it back on one play. Just stick with the game plan, make the adjustments, uh, and let's continue to move forward. And that's really what they did. And it, and it really strengthened um, – you know, it was strengthened by them and what they, what they went through as a team. You know, you saying that just
0: it, – it took me back to something Coach Venable said. Uh, I, I, he was asked a question, hey, you can't create these types of situations in practice – And Brent Venable, they were talking about, I think, like a a final second, the the intensity of it, and Brent Venable said, oh, you absolutely can. So people might look at the score, Coach, but, you know, it it scores in general this year, but you've been able to create those kind of adverse situations in the way this team is prepared,
2: right? Yes. Uh, Like, for example, we've punted seven times this whole year. Um, And and Jones is is, – I think Jones has been – Five of the seven punts this year have been against Jones in the two games that we played them. But what we did is we went good on good a lot. Right. Our defense our, our defense has shut our offense down uh, in going good on good in practice. And I know a lot of people are like, well, two other 2A schools can't do that. But we, we can, and that, that's not anything we're going to apologize for, that we have the depth. And our kids, uh, when, when we go good on good and then twos versus twos, the intensity ratchets up and we put them in situations where we control the scenario. It's third and 14. You know, what are you going to do offensively? What are you going to do defensively? And our kids love that. And so when they felt that the other night, it was almost like, okay, this is what we've been talking about. This is what we've been preparing for. And they were comfortable in that situation, even though anybody watching the game was probably very uncomfortable. Our kids settled in and and showed the results.
0: Um, oh, yeah, it was it was really awesome to see the way that they responded. We're hanging out with Brad Beller. They've got the 2A State Championship game on Saturday. All right, uh, let's talk about a couple of your guys. Everyone wants to know about Nate Roberts. Um, I I love watching him play. I love watching his family. But more than anything, I love his approach, Coach. He is really, truly a guy that through all the hype and through all the recruiting, he really just loves football. He seems like he's a great teammate. What's he like to coach?
2: He is. He is really good. He is fun-loving. He was one of those guys that was very vocal in that time. He, he's, he's vocal in uh, meetings. He's vocal, you know, in practice and stuff. But he, he's, it, it, when, when it goes, when the tough gets going, he, he really gets going. And I've been so proud of the way that he's, he's not tried to pull any of the spotlight to him. The other night we were having problems with snaps on passing situations. We were running the football really well. And what I loved about what he did is, you know, he had one big reception, um, but he come up and he was like, Coach, we're running the ball. Keep going. We're fine. We're fine. I, you know, and that, that would have been so easy for him to be selfish in that moment, seeing all those coaches over there. Um, but but I think he proved through that he's a great leader and he is a great blocker. He is a two-way type guy. Um, yeah. And, and our, our team really thrived on that in the same way with Cooper Alexander. They both have all this. You know, pub around them, but they both blocked their butt off for for Hudson Howard. So the
0: I, I ask about Cooper a lot. The guy that's wow to me is Case
2: Alexander.
0: I mean, coach, this kid is a fra- my daughter is a ninth grader. Okay. So I there, there's these moments where I look out there and I see 22 running around making plays, and I'm like, that's that's a freshman. Uh, his, I mean, he's going to be a stud, right? But obviously still learning, too, high expectations because of his last name and who he is. But I, I'm really impressed with how much confidence you have in him, you and Coach K, that you have in him to put him out here in a lot of tough situations as a true freshman.
2: Uh, he He is one that's going into spring and even team camps this summer and 7-on-7 seven seven, we, we knew the physical ability was going to be there, but how fast could he catch up mentally? And, you know, because of his family pedigree, and, and, and he he is the, one of the most determined freshmen I've ever seen in my life. Like, he has – you can look at him when he's on the field and you go, he's not right right now. I mean, he is, like, just a physical, like, intense kid. I mean, he is, and you know, just a – I mean, he is locked in, and he he has got an intensity about him, and and because of that type of, of intensity he has, it's all because he's prepared. I mean, he works really, really hard to, um, you know, be mentally and physically prepared for the game. Um, you know, I told him something about pulling him off of defense next year and moving him just to offense, and I think I, I thought he was going to beat me up there for a second because <laughs> he just wants to play. You know, he wants to play, and that's not going to happen. I was – I was messing with him. He, he is a heck of a football player. He's not just a tight end. He's not just a a, a linebacker. He is a football player in every sense of the word. So, I mean, he's going to be special, and, and there's already coaches that have, you know, asked a lot of questions about him. They should. They
0: should. Um, uh, two, two more quick ones, and I'll let you get out of here, Coach. Brad Beller is our guest. First, I, I don't think I could let you get out of here without talking about your skill players, specifically what Major Cantrell has become you know, I, I remember going to the spring game uh, two, two years ago and watching him and just seeing you know, he was still a development guy. He was going to be a first-year starter for you. And to watch the way that he's developed, I mean, he is he's a Division one quarterback. I mean, where have you seen his biggest improvements? Because I just – I really feel like I'm watching a guy that has grown and improved every time he steps on the field.
2: I, I really feel that it's his preparation uh, mm. physically and mentally. He wants to come in on Sunday, you know, afternoon, and he wants the full game plan. I mean, he wants me to, uh, you know, go through each and every play, and I could keep him there for hours, and it wouldn't bother him. And a lot of high school kids just go, "Hey, tell me the play, let me go out and throw the ball," and they only want to work on the physical. And he has really came leaps and bounds over the last year or two, uh, just in the mental capacity of what he can do. He he is literally, it's no different if I was standing out on the field behind the, the line of scrimmage hauling half the plays, that's how much in control he is. Uh, he sets all of our protections. He sets uh, he sets all uh, all of our, our run running back alignment and everything. So he's, he is just amazing. And, you know, the kids coming up, anybody that wants to be a quarterback looks at probably what he does on the field physically but doesn't realize that, you know, all the mental preparation goes in is the reason why he's so confident and so good on the field.
0: Iowa, I'll let you go on this, Coach. Uh, It is a rematch of last year's state championship game against Millwood. Uh, How different is Millwood? Obviously, it's a different year, but is there some things you can take from last year that help in the preparation here for 23?
2: Well, I think knowing who they are, Millwood and Coach Franklin, uh, you know, I think think it's always a slap in the face when people just go, oh, they're just really talented. I think that that's really – um, you know, not giving them full credit of who they are. They are a very physical, very disciplined team, um, and they play hard for 48 minutes. You know, there, there's been years, uh, you know, many, many years ago where you look at a Millwood team and maybe think that they underachieved because they didn't play hard or they weren't consistent in what they do. Uh, under Coach Franklin, it's not that. Um, they are a very well-oiled machine. There's no greater respect from – uh, from of another team than what we have for Millwood. But what we've got to prepare for is understanding that they are going to be relentless uh, each and every play on, on making plays. And so we have to make sure that, uh, you know, we're mentally in tune each and every play um, to where we can execute at a high level, because we know that they will.
0: Mm. Coach, I can't wait. I'm so excited for you. I'm sorry I kept you so long, but um, I'm just so pumped to see this game on Saturday. Best of luck, and we look forward to talking to you. uh, Celebrating hopefully a championship next week, man. Have a blast. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's Brad Beller, head football coach of the Washington Warriors. By the way, Josh, pretty pretty good basketball team on the girls' side, too. His daughter, uh, I think she tore her ACL during the uh, state championship game last year, during the state tournament, excuse me, last year. But uh, they were coming off a very impressive 85-29 to 29 win over Bridge Creek on, I think that was Tuesday night, Tuesday night, I believe it was.
1: Not not too bad.
0: Yeah, my kid, of course, doesn't play basketball. She uh, She just sits around and watches it. I can't have an athletic kid, can I? Boy, I, I, I'm i excited for this. I loved what he said, too, about Millwood in the final you know, state game for 2023 in high school football. Actually, maybe there's a couple A or B games. I apologize. But at least in my world, the 2A state championship game on Saturday, Millwood, it's always, oh, they just got athletes. But I watched this team last year. I mean, they've yes, they've got dudes, Josh. They've got dudes all over the field. But they're a well-coached football team. And I thought that was a really cool acknowledgement from Coach Beller. All right. Um Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet Text line is on fire. We're gonna hit it coming up at the top of the hour. When we come back, let's reset those portal targets, the two that we've learned over the last twenty four hours, and where Oklahoma is in an additive state after the news that Danny Stutzman is turning pro. Thanks to Brad Beller for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. The Plank Shows Live from Cavens on a Thursday right here on the ref. Do you know what in all of these lists that we put out, Josh, of the players that Oklahoma is at least um, linked to in the portal. You know whose name I hardly ever mention just because for some reason I considered it a slam dunk? Who's it's Chris McClellan. Chris McClellan. Yeah. Chris McClellan. yeah. I never mention him. You know what I forgot? Two things I forgot to ask, and true, I know you're, if you can hang in there, I'll give you the, the first segment of the 10 o'clock hour 405 3299,000. There is um, two things. Number one, this OSSAA rule about open tra- one open transfer. I have a lot of questions. I know this is a very we just spent 15 minutes talking about high school football. I know this is a very niche high school football conversation. But whenever I saw that, like you can't you can't recruit. You can't. I mean, so a guy can just show up and you just Baker Mayfield it. What if you don't want him there? I mean, I'm, again, just vamping on that. I I don't know. Um, And then the second thing, and I'm kind of, you know, there'll be a time for this. There is a press conference that's been called in Owasso today where it looks like Bill Blankenship is going to announce his retirement. He spent 40 years in coaching. Won six titles with with three different schools. He had been in Owasso for six years and won a state title at Owasso. I want to say in what his first or second year there. But I think you know this, Josh, from dealing with Coach Blankenship and the the handful of times. I think he's come on our show a couple of times. Just an all time great, right? Absolutely, an absolute legend, legend. I uh. High school football's already. Odd enough, whenever you think about the fact that Alan Trimble is no longer with us and their great battles, uh, to imagine Bill Blankenship retiring is uh, yeah, that 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 sucks. But I'm happy for him. He's got a he's got a great group of grandkids an awesome family that he'll be able to spend even more time with. We got a break. All right, uh, more portal talk next on the ref.